0: How many of you have heard of love languages you've all heard of love languages so what are they words of affirmation ladies don't get many of those but anyway words of affirmation I'll try and give those but anyway Uh, quality time ladies don't get much of that either Uh, touch guys get a lot of that (laughs) what are the other ones Acts of service, oh, men get a lot of that one. And gifts, oh, you get a lot of those ones. When we first first got married, now it's my turn. Uh, When we first got married, Patty's thing was quality time and words of affirmation. As she's got older, it's become gifts. So what is God's love language? Andre spoke about love, the greatest commandment. But what is God's love language? Obedience. Of course, if, we don't, if, we don't, if we're not obedient, we won't love. But if we love, then we are being obedient. And so for me, I want to I chat about obedience tonight. Um, I'm, I'm sure if you've been in church for any length of time, you've heard this expression, obedience is better than sacrifice. I'm sure you've heard that who hasn't heard that everyone's heard it <laughs> i was hoping <laughs> i catch somebody that'd stick their hand up but in 1 samuel 15 and verses 22 to 23 samuel replies he says does the lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as much as in obeying the lord this story is about uh samuel Goes to, to meet Saul. Saul's going into battle and, and Samuel says, go and get ready. I will come and uh, do a sacrifice and then you guys can go into war and you'll win it. Because God is with you. But the guys that they're going to fight against are coming closer and closer and closer. And uh, Samuel's not appearing. So Saul's getting afraid. He's thinking, what, what am I going to do now? So he goes and does the sacrifice. And as he's finished the sacrifice, Samuel arrives. And Samuel says to him, Today the kingdom of Israel has been taken away. Because he was not obedient. He thought sacrifice would win the battle. But God's not saying that. It's not sacrifice, it's obedience that's going to win the battle. It finishes off there, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you. Therefore, if we look at, as we're going to look this evening, obedience and success in your life. And I'm not talking success about making millions of rands and that, I'm talking about success as a person. Success and obedience are linked. Saul would have been successful if he had been obedient. But today I'm going to look at success as a biblical perspective. It's being a biblical success is obedience to Jesus lived out. Whatever he wants and we respond, that is success. John 14 and verse 21, it says, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves them. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Keep the commands. The commands are there, and they're good. But if you don't keep them, they do nothing for you. It's the same as our lifestyle. If if we're these wonderful Christians and we speak these wonderful words, but we don't live the lifestyle that goes together with those words, we're actually falling short of what God has for us. So there's only one benchmark that we can measure success in any form is the will of our God. And we see this through Jesus Christ. And the first thing, obedience results in unity. On Thursday night, Brian spoke about the fact that when unity is broken, we allow the enemy into our life. We don't want that. We want to stand together. So as, as we, we are fighting this battle, this spiritual battle, guys, you need to open your eyes and know that you are in a battle. You are in a battle. Not only when things go wrong, suddenly you start to fight. We are in a battle permanently. And we have to be those that are, are being obedient to the Lord. So obedience results in unity. And where there's unity, God... Commands his blessing. It's not as though there is blessing. He commands his blessing. There will be blessing. So we see Jesus pray. I'm reading a lot of scriptures tonight because it's important. People, I've, I've never seen a subject that people go like this to, like they do to obedience. You're not going to tell me what to do. I'm not telling you what you want to do. I'm telling you what the Word of God says. John 17, verses 20 to 22. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so the world may believe that you have sent me. I've given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. As a congregation... We need to be those that are one. We, we need to stand with each other. We need to hold each other's hands up. We, we need to be there when, when, when people fall. We need to be there to help them up. We need, we need to, to love one another as Johandre spoke. We need to. Last week he spoke about love. The week before uh, I spoke about faith. And it's faith, love, and, I've, and um, hope is the next one obedience is that we obey we obey obedience is true discipleship and genuine Christianity obedience the, the, the Bible does not present any other form except the word of God this is what you need to live your life out to but you know you know what has happened is men, men have invented their own ways of worshiping, they've invented their own ways of doing whatever they do, and they've made it right. But the word of God says 2 Timothy 4.3, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. We, we so have that in, in, in the body of Christ today. There are people that are saying all sorts of different things. Folks, we need to be careful what we give our ears to. We, we need to listen. We need to look at God's word. We, we, we can't just let this stuff come in because it will affect you. In the same way that Netflix will affect you, so this doctrine that is not sound will affect you. Maybe even in a worse way because you'll believe this is the word of God. So I want to say to you guys... Check things out. That's why we are together as well. So we can say, hey, what do, what do you think about this? No, I don't, I don't think that's right. Or, oh, that's great, man. Look at that. That's what God's doing. We need to be those that are standing together. We need to, to be in that place where, where we have submitted our lives to God. God is absolute authority in the world, and the universe. Out of His love... He has created us and plans the best for us. I think some of us, when we go through difficult times, we think God is not great. But often it's when we're living in the consequences of what we've done. I've told you guys before uh, having a triple bypass. Oh, the devil did it. No, the devil didn't do it. I didn't look after my body, I put on too much weight developed diabetes, got myself into a whole lot of trouble. And thank the Lord that I actually could find myself in a place of getting through that and getting healed. actually got back to the place now where the the doctors that look after me have said, you've been totally restored to where you were before this happened. And that's amazing. Both of the guys, the specialists that I go to, they said the same thing to me. And they don't say that lightly. They say that with that's the way it is. And I tell you what, it's been it's been it's been a long road, but as I've listened to them and as we listen to God, we'll get our thing out of this thing. We'll get out of these consequences that we find ourselves living in. Uh, my first elder in when he planted was a psychologist. And so when he came onto eldership with me, he said, Roland, one of the biggest problems In the world today. Is that they've. Separated. Consequence. From sin. So people sin. And it's not. There's no consequence. That's not how God lives unfortunately. Success can only be achieved. As God's will is obeyed. Genesis 22 and verses 9 to 14. I don't want to go through all of that. But it's the story of of abraham and isaac and isaac giving getting ready to be slaughtered by his father can you imagine that if, if i had to take my son all three of my sons are bigger than me and so if i had to say to them one of them hey listen i'm gonna give you the chop god's asked me to kill you i can imagine daniel like, like his armpit sits on top of my head yeah, and i walk him off And we get to the place, hey, put the wood down, get on the wood. There's more obedience for him than for me. But you know what? God, when God sees his obedience, he says, stop. You don't have to kill your son. Stop, I'll provide an offering. Guys, I want to encourage you guys. When God speaks to you, even though it seems foolish, for me, when I first got saved, it was foolish to give tithes and offerings and almsgiving. It was foolish. I didn't have enough money to live. And I re- we, we started tithing and things started coming right. Uh, there wasn't any huge shakes, but things started coming right. And then we had a conference to go to. And so I said to Patty, I said, babes, Let's take the conference money and use it to fix the car. The car was broken and then let's use the rest of that money to pay for the for us to go to the conference because it's God's work. We're going to a conference. It's God's work. I took our time to do that. And we went to the conference. We had a wonderful time. We're so glad that we had done what we did and boy. Then the fun started. The car broke. The, the, the washing machine broke. The, everything broke. Our relationship almost broke. When we don't live in obedience to God's word, we find ourselves in trouble. We really do. All know the scripture, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans that I have for you. God knows the plans that he has for you. And those plans are to prosper you and not to harm you. But guys, if you step out of God's will for your life, you are not going to prosper. You are going to get harmed. Are you guys all look Is it because we're in a new venue? Or... I'm watching Peter over here. Oh, you just called Peter. obedience brings us into step with God I don't know if you guys remember I'm, I'm a, probably a bit older than a lot of you but in the in the day back there in the way days back then Standard Bank used to have this advert where the father walked in the sea sand and his little boy walked in his footsteps put in those footsteps that were going and that's how we need to be with the Lord We need to stay in step with him. You know what? For me today, I was thinking, oh, we're going to another hall. What are we going to do? Are things going to work? All those oaks that I have on sound, they are totally hopeless. Um, And the the musicians, they can't even play anything. And and Donnie's going to get the morning and the evening all mixed up. Well, I got one of those right. But you, but, but you know what? As a congregation, we'll find it stretching as we move from place to place, as we enjoy this thing, as, as we get together in our houses, as we ha- have community together. and it's, it's at, But at the same time, it's exciting. You know how excited I was when we felt the Lord say to us, okay, you're going to Nelspray to go and start a church. And I said, oh, how where's the money coming from i was working as an engineer had a really good job i was earning a good salary we had a beautiful house and uh, as we're about to we couldn't sell the house for some reason so i thought no we know we can't go we can't go we can't sell the house so we uh we went up to nalsprate we took my pension we lived off my pension for six months but you know what? As we got into God's step, He took care of us. For I still don't know how it happened. I, I, I don't know how it happened. We, we could pay our rent every month. We, we could buy food every month. It used up my pension. But God more than supplied that. Off. When I got to Gauteng and Benoni after Nelsprate, when I left there to come to Cape Town, I owned two houses. I drove a Mercedes Benz. Hey, this is the gospel we all want, eh? But I had to sell two houses there to buy a tiny little house here in Cape Town. <laughs> I to get rid of my Mercedes Benz. That was horrible. I loved that car. It was given to Patsy. it's the only reason we had it. But it God restored as we stayed in step with We felt God say, go to Nelsprate. And it like took everything to go there. When we were at, uh, up in the, in the house we stayed in in Nelspruit, there was a room that looked like a cupboard. My three boys slept in the cupboard. I put a triple bunk. Three boys used to come out the cupboard in the morning. I used to tell them, "My oh, boys, you're doing this for God." You know what you like when that You know what? All three of those boys uh, uh, came through that thing in a wonderful way. A church or an individual walking in obedience to God will have ongoing revelation. Because if you don't listen to God, he won't give you anything more. So if you find yourself not hearing God, I'm sure you've heard me say this too. Go back to where you heard him the last time and say, Lord, I'll do it and do it. Thought it out. End up going around and around the mountain like the Israelites. 40 years. Do you know that the, the Israelites, they went 40 years around the, mount, around the desert? Do you know how long it should have taken? 11 and a half days. 40 years. Guys, gals, don't want to stay in the desert 40 years. In 1 Corinthians 10, it says, this whole generation died because they grumbled and moaned and they, they didn't listen to me. The whole generation died. you want to all stand up and flex your muscles I promise you it's warmer here than it was this morning outside the gate there Hear it. you know what when, when someone gets saved like last night people got saved when you first get got saved do you remember that feeling like Whoa, this is amazing and you, and you know what happens they, they begin to get excited and they, they're going for God and then they start to understand theology or try to and then they start to resist God because they are learning things I want to tell you don't lose that place of intimacy with God never lose that place of intimacy with God stay stay at the feet of Jesus, a lot, of, a lot of that comes out of the place of thinking that you're learning. Obedience can be measured. Uh, how do we measure God? Do we lift the will of God above everything in our lives? When we first got married, not when we first about. Five years after we had got married, we were going through a really difficult time. And our pastor, one day, he rocked up at the front door. Hey, <laughs> His name was Bob. Hey, Bob. I used to tease him because Bob, you can spell the same frontwards and backwards. Bob, Bob. So uh, I can see on his face, he normally laughs and jokes at me, but he's serious. On his face. He's not a happy chappy. so he he gets me down to his house with Patsy and he says you know what we are not gonna try and sort arguments out we're gonna look at god's word and we're gonna do what we have to do i said Yo, but she doesn't submit to me that's what all the men say and the ladies say yeah but he doesn't love me. she doesn't he doesn't love me said, you know what, Roland? He has to submit, not you tell her to submit It's said to Patty, he has to love you. Tell him to. Submission can never be me telling Patty what to do. Submission must be her making a decision in her heart, this is what I'll do. See, often when you see the the husbands and ladies stand, sit next to each other. I didn't look now, so I won't know. But when, when you say, H- wives submit to your husband, the husbands, and then you say, husbands love your wives. Don't get married, mate. I wouldn't change it for anything. I can't even use my 40 years anymore. There's with more than me. It's not driving. You know, James 4 verse 15 says, if it's the Lord's will, then we'll do it. I don't know, how many of us do that now? We all come with, by faith, I'm going to do this thing. Not if it's the Lord's will, then we'll do it. I think too often we... We don't find ourselves in the place of saying, hey, God. You, you see, what's happened is we've, we've put this when we pray for people. If it's the Lord's will, will you heal him, Lord? No, the word doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. It says if they're sick and you pray for them, trust them for healing. Not if the Lord's will. If the Lord's will is a thing of obedience, what should I do? How should I do it? When should I do it? Proverbs 3 and verses 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts and lean not on your understanding. In all your ways submit to Him and He will make your path straight. I remember when I, when I was young, before I got saved, my path was often not straight. It was like this. wasn't very straight you know what guys I I don't spend my life in the marketplace now many of you guys do and it's in that place that we need to ask the question are we living according to God's will that's where it's tough to serve God is when You go to the pub with your friend, and he says, let's have a beer. And let me tell you, there's there's actually allowed to have a beer. But I've changed now. I say, no, get me a Coke. But it's in that place, when when you've now made your stand, get me a Coke, then you better follow this thing through. You better be sure that now you are going to display the glory of God as you you, uh, live out your life. If you find yourself in a place of, I haven't heard God. I'm, I'm ignoring Him. I'm disobeying Him. The will of God is pure. Guys, there there are so many areas that God speaks to us, and we just, we, we put it on hold. We don't listen to what God is saying. There are so many areas. A prime area is marriages. I know we've had to work at our marriage. Forty years. And she still hasn't changed. But you know what? Marriages are often the area where there's conflict. The next one is parenting. Young guys, don't all yawn now while I'm talking about this parenting thing. Lauren and Mia, I saw both of you. Marcel, you must wake her up there. She's yawning while I'm preaching. But really, parents, we need to parent well, and and young people, we need to young well. Whatever that is, it means good. Be good children. Be, be those that, when your mom and dad speak about you, they speak about you with joy in their hearts. But really, marriages, parenting, and marriages—yes, the three areas that you must look at. Communication, the way you talk to one another and what you say to one another. Finances, how you handle your finances. You know what we did when we first got married? I got a credit card because we had to have a credit card. We didn't have enough money to live. But Patty carried the credit card, but I had to sign. And these days you just use the credit card. They don't. You know, Patty just taps her way through life actually no it's not even let's use the phone now who needs a credit card but when we find this stuff going wrong Luke 9 and verse 23 it says then he said to them all whoever wants to be my disciple hopefully that's all of us we want to be disciples must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me what does that mean? to take up your cross it means everything that cuts across the will of God for you put it down put it down I'm so proud of all the Grand Prix Oaks here today because Jesus got pole position proud of you guys I'm proud of myself too So we need to lay down our life. If we are prepared to lay down our life, our lives will please God. And then, in that place, what Johan was speaking about, loving one another, when we lay down our life, we will show our love one to another. We can't do it outside of that. Obedience is an attitude that will help us to enter into all that God has for us. I've got a sentence here. From a biblical perspective, success is often seen as obedience to God's will and following His commandments. It involves seeking righteousness, loving mercy, and walking humbly with God. We need to be a righteous, obedient.